This podcast is proudly supported by the post-production facility, Red Lab. Red Lab. See where your ideas can go. This episode is proudly presented by the Directors Guild of Canada in Ontario. DGC Ontario. Creativity lives here. Welcome to Women on Screen Out Loud, giving a platform to women in the film industry who challenge, motivate, and inspire on all sides of the camera. We are your hosts, Lara Jean Korostecki and Jennifer Pogue. On its most fundamental level, film editing is the art and technique behind a tale. In her essay, Making the Cut, Picture editor and storyteller Christine Armstrong takes us through her industry insight and process, speaking to the barriers she's had to break down and what led to her career as an editor, a vital role which Christine charmingly compares to an artist painting a story. When reflecting on the journey of my career from my beginnings to where I am now, the word Roller coaster springs to mind. My path has been breaking through and climbing over brick walls. It's been pushing myself every step of the way, so determined to reach my goal. It's also been knowing when to walk away from the walls that couldn't be broken. Many walls I've encountered were marked no or you can't. Some worked this way even when I knew I was best for the job. Those are the hardest to walk away from. Even once I've received a yes, I still always had to prove myself. Being a female editor in a male-dominated profession has forced me to push harder, to break through the stereotypes and stigmas of what jobs or roles gender should do. To my understanding, I only ever needed my hands and my brain to be an editor, so I'm not sure why editing is considered to be a man's job. But even with these struggles, I believe this roller coaster has only made me stronger at my craft, and for that I'm grateful. I knew I always wanted to be in the film industry, But editing wasn't necessarily my first choice. I started out wanting to be a director of photography. I loved my photography class when I was in high school, and I thought being a DOP was the next step for me. The juxtaposition of people and lighting was exciting to me. My favorite thing to capture were people in their natural element. I found this was the best way to really snapshot a person. Once I was in school learning all aspects of filmmaking, editing really piqued my interest. Similar to photography, telling the story depended on what angle or shot you chose. You were in charge of altering and manipulating images in order to affect your audience's perception of the story. I have always loved storytelling. Editing is my way of expressing my storytelling voice. Editing is also my way of flexing my visual artist muscles. Let me explain. For me, editing is painting the big picture of a film. The director gives you all the different color palettes, various shots and angles, all the movement and the moments they have captured. And now it's up to you to paint the picture on the canvas. You have a film and you can paint it any way you want. Once I saw editing in this way, it became electrifying, staring at this blank canvas, knowing I was the first person who would get to see how the film began to take shape. The challenges of editing always excite me. It's not just how I'm going to paint the story, but the thrill of solving problems that pop up along the way. 
Editing takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of troubleshooting. And sometimes, it takes a bit of telepathy trying to interpret what's going on in the director's mind. You are constantly engaged, learning so many different techniques along the way, looking for things that can make you faster or ways to get around bad performances or bad camera angles. And then, above all, finding what your personal style is. How do you approach things? How do you put paint on that canvas? Our job is to be invisible, to be unseen and seamless. When the work is done, the reward is stepping back and admiring the whole picture. Knowing you were able to create something that wasn't there, that you birthed the film in a way. I am constantly evolving and learning more about my craft as the years go on and on. Despite all my successes, my biggest struggle to date is the one I think many artists face. Being pigeonholed. I focus on trying to broaden my horizons with every project. I want to be open to anything creative that comes my way. I feel any story, be it comedy, drama, horror, or action, is one that I can tell. If I had to pick favorites, I might start with comedy. I believe this genre is among the hardest to edit. Comedy is all about timing. If the timing isn't right, the joke doesn't land. I love editing comedy because of that challenge. It's easier to make someone sad than it is to make them laugh. So when I get to see my work and hear the audience laugh, it feels like a great accomplishment. On the other end of the spectrum, editing drama is more delicate. It's also about timing, but in a subtle way. The work becomes very performance-based. Working in action challenges you to keep that heart racing, taking them on a ride through the adventure of the film. Horror is about the element of surprise. It allows you to show off your editing tricks in order to constantly startle your audience in unexpected ways. All these genres provide opportunities to use my individual style and editing voice. I want to immerse myself in them all to keep expanding the perceptions both internally and externally of myself as an editor, one who will bring her own unique spark and identity to every project. It's tough out there for an editor. It can be a lonely job, and it's important to seek out mentors, to find those who understand you, who can provide you with comfort and rest from your hours behind a computer screen. My mentors are my fellow editors. I talk to them constantly about the ins and outs of the work. We share advice. We support each other. I think when seeking mentorship, you must be able to trust that person. You have to know they can give you the best advice. You have to be careful who you trust to guide you. I guess that's like life in general. Thankfully, my peers have always been excellent mentors. There are, of course, mentors that I don't know. Fellow editors who inspire me on my roller coaster journey. Joy McMillan's Oscar nomination was a thrilling moment. The first Black female editor nominated for an Oscar. That nomination, based on her incredible deserving work, helps pave the way towards inclusion. Although I think we have a long way to go, there is the beginnings of change happening now in the industry for women of color. I'm excited to see inclusion taking place on all sides of the camera. I look forward to what the future holds for women of color in the industry, and I'm proud to be part of its contribution. I've been asked what guidance I would give to young editors at the start of their own journeys. 
I think my advice to aspiring female editors is never second-guess yourself. Go with your gut feeling. Always. In my work, all I have is my gut. It's often feeling how and where a cut should happen without knowing why. Learning how to listen to that gut feeling and intuition is a craft in and of itself. Once you hone that skill, listening to your gut allows you to get to the answers faster, to know what feels right. And here's a fun fact. Film editors originally were mostly female. I like to think it's because they had really good intuition. They knew when to cut. Back then, everything was a physical cut. So once you made that edit, there was no undo button. Now, of course, we have the magic of technology allowing us multiple kicks at the can. But usually my initial gut feeling is the one I always return to. So go with your gut. And talk to your peers. And challenge yourself. And broaden your horizons. Learn from your mistakes. Find joy in problem solving. Paint that canvas with as much enthusiasm as you can. But most of all, enjoy that roller coaster. Because if you let go, it'll be one hell of a ride. Coming up, Lara Jean Korostecki explores what life day-to-day and beyond looks like for an editor and storyteller such as Christine. Creativity lives here. Inspiration lives here. Imagination lives here. The Directors Guild of Canada in Ontario. They can't wait to meet you. Follow the Directors Guild of Canada in Ontario on social media at Ontario DGC. Welcome to the Red Lab Digital Studios. Thank you so much for sharing your words with us today and joining us here. Thank you for having me. I'm going to dive right in. So over the last year or so, you have edited three features, The Definites, New Romantics, and Mary Goes Round, and that was a leap for you from short film to features before you had a lot of experience in short films. What was it like to paint on that new, bigger canvas? Do you find a marked difference between the two, or is it just a larger version of a short film? I think the main thing that's a difference between shorts and features um, is more just like the information that you're getting. I think on a short, you have a shorter amount of time to like get dwelled into a character and kind of really have the audience engaged in a short period of time as well. But as a feature, you can really tell a story and kind of really expand on that on a feature. In a short, you have to really get the audience's attention, I think. Those are the biggest, I think, difference between the two. You've also explored editing for TV. Does each medium provide its own challenges, or is the difference for you mainly contained in genre, such as in your essay when you talked about the difference between comedy editing and action editing? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's genre-based. I wouldn't say there's, like, I feel sometimes a TV show is, like, a long, like, feature almost, because, like, how TV has evolving. Um, now I find, but um, I think, yeah, just based on genre, I think is what's the difference in terms of the way I approach a TV versus a film. I think it's just, I think, I feel like they're kind of the same in a sense. In terms of genre, you talked in your essay about loving comedy. 
kind of as a first choice and then others as well that you enjoy because I know you enjoy expanding your horizons. Is there a particular project in comedy that you're very proud of? My recent film, The New Romantic, I'm really proud of it because um, there's a lot of improv that the actors brought to the screen that was really great to work with and kind of being able to cut together and play off a lot of the different actors and back and forth was really fun. So I was like, huh, I created I created a joke for you all through different persons, like different actors saying different things. I I did that in my also my short film that I also cut three way not calling that with Molly with Molly McGlynn yeah, who McLean. came in and spoke to us. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what I learned about mostly kind of like being able to kind of piece together sentences from different actors and create a joke from that. And um, that really helped me in this film. So, yeah, that's what I feel like excited about. That must be really difficult to work with improvisation. Yes. You're really, yeah, you're really <laughs> collaborating with the actors and the director in a really immediate way, it seems. Yeah, and you're, I'm kind of rewriting the script too as well in terms of that so it's very but it's a great challenge I think it's fun flexing all the muscles yeah you recently had your first directing credit on the TV series Clambake mm-hmm. which you also acted as editor on how was that experience for you what was the biggest challenge to wearing that new hat you know I was really comfortable in the director's like seat I think because I also was the editor, I kind of knew exactly how I, like when I was reading the script, I knew exactly how I would cut it. So it was kind of great to be like, I'm going to give myself exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I felt really comfortable in the director's seat and like feel like I want to kind of pursue that too as well in the future. In an earlier draft of this essay, you also spoke of another hat that you used to be an actor in your youth. What does that perspective bring to your work? And can you say more about what you used to do? Um, so I started off, I did a lot as a child. I was like a child model and did all uh, extra work. I was in Billy Madison, yeah. <laughs> which was fun. Um, and I did pursue it also in high school. I went to like a drama school. Um, and did oh, which act, one? Uh, Coffer Park in Hey, I went to Mayfield. Oh, no way. Hey, you were a rival. Yeah, I know. You were my rivals. Rivals. <laughs> rivals. Let's fight this out later. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I really loved acting like from... Like uh, since I was young, and then I kind of realized afterwards that I kind of liked being behind the scenes and kind of like knowing the actors and crafting them. And that's kind of funny how I came to be an editor because that's what it all is: is just picking those best performances and like just making sure that you know the best acting is shining through the film. So yeah. I think that's what's the biggest um, thing that I know about acting is now I can see and recognize good acting on that. I love that the editor is really, when I finish doing a project, I think it's really in your hands. Mm -hmm. And having a good editor makes all the difference because you can take my terrible performance and make it excellent. You can also take uh, a bad editor can take a good performance and not make it so great. It really is so much about that final work that you do. I have limited experience in amateur editing for this podcast audience. (laughs) Uh, I know I feel a great deal of anxiety finding that perfect cut. I loved what you shared about female editors of the past Mm -hmm. when everything was done on film stock. Do you think you'd jump at the opportunity to work with film? Would you feel more freedom if the endless possibilities of working digitally were taken away? Do you think you'd want to work with Um, the film stock? You know, I... I did work with it when I started, like, as an assistant, and I think I do like the nonlinear editing a lot better because I can play more. In film editing, it was a little bit restricted back then, I think, because then 
I guess you could piece it back together, but there, it was so much more. Right now, my favorite part of editing is playing and having that sandbox. But on the latter, it makes people being able to be like, make so many different decisions. And like, I feel like a, a movie can never be finished editing. Like you can always improve it, always do it. And then you have to find a moment where you're like, okay, this is it, right? <laughs> walk away. Yeah, walk away. <laughs> yeah, walk away. Was there a particular point in your career thus far that you would call a turning point, like a moment where you truly felt like you were where you were supposed to be, that you were like, yes, I am an editor? I think when I decided to really focus on film and television, and I, I actually got into the CFC program, I think just within that program, I was like, yeah, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And I think that's where I felt it the most because I was able to just, it wasn't a hobby anymore. Like it was a career. We've asked a few others in the creation of this podcast, and it's going to be my last question to you today, about how they think in their given professions. So do you find you think more in words, gut feelings, or pictures? I would say gut feelings. Yeah, like how... I think I think in just how I feel most of the time. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your voice with us today and for coming in. It's been such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. Christine Armstrong is a Toronto-based picture editor who has edited a variety of notable titles, including the TV series Night Owl, Crystal Clear, and feature films The New Romantics and Molly McGlynn's Mary Goes Round. She has also worked as an editor for Bell Media Creative Agency, where she produced, wrote, and directed on-air promotions for high-priority shows on MTV Canada, M3, Much, and CP24. She is a graduate of the Media Arts Program at Sheridan and a 2015 alumni of the Canadian Film Center's Editor's Lab. You can check out examples of her body of work on Vimeo. Please check out future episodes of Women on Screen Out Loud wherever you get your podcasts. And check out upcoming initiatives and events from Women on Screen at womenonscreen.ca. Until next time, I'm Lara Jean Korstecki. I'm Jennifer Pogue. And we are Women Women on on Screen. Screen. Women on Screen Out Loud was recorded at the post-production facility Red Lab. This project was created and produced by Lara Jean Korstecki and Jennifer Pogue, with sound engineering and editing by John Lawless and original music by Erica Percunier. This podcast would not be possible without the support of Women on Screen founders Lauren McKinley, Farah Morani, and Kira Murphy. This has been a Women on Screen production.